Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, January 12, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, you are upstate. I am. Uh, as you are nice want chilly. to do. Yeah, I was going to say, how is the weather there? Is it snowy? Is it, yeah. <laughs> it's just cold. Yeah, there's no snow. It snowed, uh, like right before I left New York that, I guess, Friday. Um, and I left to come upstate on Sunday. So there's been no snow since then, but it's like 15 degrees, which I love the cold. So I'm personally delighted, but. I also haven't needed to go outside in a couple days, so <laughs> there's Fair. that. I, I went to the grocery store uh, around 5 o'clock today, and I gotta tell you, it was really cold. I thought about grabbing a sweatshirt. Here we go, here we go. I mean, it was really, like, I was like, ooh, ooh I'm, yeah, my teeth are chattering. It was, a, a it was in the here. upper 60s. It wow. was in the upper 60s. It I'm was so really cold. sorry. Get a, get a, wear two hats while you're at it. Uh, oh, seriously, I didn't even wear a hat. What was I thinking? Oh my god, protect that head. I know, the bald, I don't have any hair to protect it, exactly. so I need to do something. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, <laughs> before we get into the news today, don't forget to head over to patreon.com slash broad Radio, BroadwayRadio.com slash Patreon. You can get all of our great goodies over there before you can hear them in our regular feed. And there are episodes that only live in our Patreon feed. Definitely something you want to do here in 2022. Come out, support us, become a member of our Patreon community. Now, Ashley, we have had a, a number of deaths in the theater and entertainment community. So mm-hmm. this is not that. But it is bidding a Broadway pillar a fond farewell as he officially moves into whatever retirement looks for him, looks like for him, which I'm hoping means more books. But yesterday, theater icon Jack Vertel officially retired as Jujamson Theater's senior vice president after 30 four years with the company. During his time at Jew Jamson, he helped shepherd Angels in America, the 1992 Guys and Dolls revival, The Secret Garden, and more iconic shows into Jew Jamson theaters. He also produced the Patti Lapone Gypsy and the star-studded Finian's Rainbow in 2009. He, this is something I didn't know. He served as the dramaturg for Hairspray. And oh, he, right, yeah. Yeah, he's credited as developing the concepts for The Prom, Smoky Joe's Cafe and After Midnight. Now, of course, a lot of the stuff on his resume uh, is also tied to his role as the artistic director of New York City Center's Encore series, mm-hmm. a position he held from 2000 to 2022. And in November of this past year, just a few months ago, he announced his departure as the executive director of the Commercial Theater Institute as well. So it seems like over the last few years, he's been working his way up Getting to retirement. Out of the industry, yeah, as a, yeah, as well, a whole. he's not. He's not getting out of the industry let's no, be honest God, no but he uh, is also a renowned author as i said including yeah. his must-have book for all theater fans mm-hmm. the secret life of the american musical colon how broadway shows are built quintessential uh, book yeah must have and a must read he will apparently continue to work on independent theater projects um, as a producer or a dramaturg or whatever else um and he has some books that he's working on so as yeah. i assumed ashley he's not really leaving the industry right. <laughs> but he's pulling back and uh, not working in the day-to-day. But man, what a career and and what an absolutely vital member of the community. Yeah, less of a hands-on situation than what he's previously served in. But I mean, this pseudo-retirement, I guess, gives him a lot more opportunity to develop 
smaller projects to develop things that aren't necessarily going to be on Broadway. And as you said, more books, which I hope so too. I love The Secret Life of the American Musical. Uh, it's a necessary buy if you're a theater person, which obviously we all are. And yeah, what a career. What an absolute career. Angels in America, Guys and Dolls, Gypsy, uh, City of Angels for that matter as well. Mm-hmm. Just all, you know, all angels related properties, clearly. <laughs> um, so I, as always, can't wait to see what he's going to do next. And I think that's kind of been the point over his whole career. It's just like, what are you going to do next? Because it's going to be exciting. Well, and what I think is so interesting is kind of like what you said, maybe he's going to start shepherding some smaller things Mm -hmm. forward, because that's really what he did for 20 years at City Center. We think of like the big shows that have gone through there with these huge stars. But really, that whole enterprise is celebrating the lesser known things. And as an obvious musical history fanatic like he is and someone who is so Mm -hmm. integral in so much of the the past four decades he loves those things so i would love to see him kind of shepherd some shows that need revivals which is a bit of a tease for the last thing that we're going to talk about Mm. at the end of this episode we will get back to it but speaking of a show that needs a revival in a recent podcast interview the legendary lyricist sir tim rice said that there are currently plans in motion to bring chess back to Broadway, quote, one day fairly soon. Mm-hmm. And speaking on the podcast, Get On To My Cloud, Rice said that a team is actually currently in place for a Broadway revival, and the success of The Queen's Gambit on Netflix has him excited about the potential to bring the show back to New York. Now, actually, there have been productions elsewhere. There was a pretty big one um, in the UK just a few years ago, and we've heard news of revivals. Right. The 2018 Kennedy Center production, which starred... The great role as far as I remember, Karen Liu, Karen Olivo, and more was supposed to be a pre-Broadway engagement, but that never happened. There have apparently we've heard rumors over the years of fights over which version of the always mangled and never all that <laughs> yeah, good book exactly. <laughs> was supposed to be, you know, the product, the, the book that was going to go with the production to New York and who, which group of producers had the Broadway rights. But for me, I, I don't care. Do whatever you want with the book. Don't do the book for all I care. Just get a great Uh, cast to sing the hell out of those songs. Put them up on a stage. Let them park and bark. Give them music stands. I don't care. I will be happy with a great cast singing that score. A hundred percent what I said when I saw the news is that the book is a mess uh, and they don't need to do it. They don't ever need to do it in any form. If they're going to do it, it needs a lot of work. But I would just be delighted to have some kind of perpetual concert version going on where I can just go and listen to the music. I'm a huge chess fan and I pretty much listened to it all day on Tuesday after I saw the news, um, which is really just me listening to opening ceremony for like 25 hours on repeat. Let's be realistic. But uh, yeah, it's... I'm, I'm, ex- I would be very happy to have at least some kind of version that I get to see in New York. Uh, they also in the interview talked about that they're looking to do a movie, which is also very fascinating because of the book. I'm just like, I don't know about that. I don't know. Don't do that. Don't, don't, do that. Don't, don't, don't do that. The book needs a little bit too much work and it's such a, it's such an odd piece of theater anyway in the best possible way like it works on stage that it, i can't imagine it? that it, i mean in the concert <laughs> sense it does, yes, it does. It does. <laughs> uh, but i can't imagine it working on the screen in any form but give me the concert version at the very least 
Absolutely. And this was actually something that I was going to kind of tie into our last topic at the end. But like, I would love a Broadway theater, a smart, enterprising producer to Mm. just get a theater in perpetuity to have concert versions of shows that don't work as full productions. And I'm a little self promotion here. I wrote my first theater review in like two years, two plus years over the weekend because I saw a really, really good professional production of Carousel um, at at the Riverside Theater in Vero Beach. Unfortunately, on Monday or on Tuesday, they announced that they were shutting down all of their shows Uh, into May, which is really sad. But as I wrote in my review, the production is great. The casting is phenomenal. I mean, they, they're all equity folks generally from out of town. They mm-hmm. bring in really, really good people. Um, and so much of it is so good. I mean, so much of Carousel is, is great. The songs are lovely. The characters are great. But, but, yeah, <laughs> but you have to deal with how horribly, um, they Date, handle dated dem- at best. Well, I don't even think it's that. I think it was bad then, too. Um, but especially under the lens of 2021. But if you could put up a concert version that really kind of negates most of that bad part of the book, I would love to listen to a phenomenal cast sing the hell out of Carousel. And that's the thing. thing. I think there are so many shows that have, uh, you know, quote, unquote, withstood the test of time because people love the music so much and they, they want to see the music presented where the book has been you know, totaled by time, like it doesn't work anymore in any form. And as you said, it might not have worked then, but shows, musicals especially, obviously get sold based on Mm. their music. Uh, So to have that, like, you know, we can keep these shows that are still just beautiful music and lyrics, but not have to deal with the book anymore. Absolutely. I'd be so happy. There's so many shows I don't want to actually watch in full. Yeah. um, I mean, I would love to see... Even a, I mean, I think we're going to see Merrily on stage soon. Mm-hmm. But even that one, if they just want to throw up a, a concert of that, like I would love that Fine too. With I, it. Lo- I think Merrily actually does work if it's done with a good concept, yes, which I indeed. think we will see on Broadway very soon. Fingers crossed. Uh, mm, mm, bank on it. <laughs> Uh, Anyway, all right, let's take a second real quick to talk about our sponsor for this week, Upstart. We know it's the beginning of the year. It is, as Ashley said, very cold outside. The last Mm -hmm. thing that you want to do is put on a coat, some galoshes, and head over to a bank to talk to them about helping you figure out how to get your entire financial life in order. Upstart can help you figure out how to pay off all your high interest loans and your credit card debt from the comfort of your own warm and toasty home. Yeah, I don't know about galoshes. You would need like the full snow boots, the snow suit, the gloves, the everything right about now. Thankfully, you don't need to do that with Upstart. Whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over a million people have used Upstart from the comfort of their warm and toasty homes to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. And rather than looking at your credit score alone, they consider other factors like your income, your current employment, your credit history. They find a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in minutes for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. And you can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Yeah, it's amazing. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income center and the information provided in your loan application. Once more, go to upstart.com slash Broadway. 
All right, Ashley, let's get into our deep state mandated COVID update section for the day. The Broadway League released a collective community grosses for last week, and unsurprisingly, the number of butts in seats fell to their lowest point on the season with only a 62% capacity. With 27 shows on the boards last week, they collectively pulled in just $18.25 million, the second lowest of the season, ahead of only the $14.1 million collected during the week of Christmas when a ton of shows were shut down due to COVID pauses. Now, actually, this is obviously partially due to COVID and there not being as many tourists in New York, but the first full week of Every new year tends to be one of the bleakest of the (laughs) season. So while the bottom line numbers are obviously far worse than normal, the trends overall certainly are not. Yeah, it's the same situation. We're seeing the exact pattern that we see every year just on a much more extreme wave here. So not surprising, not shocking by any means and not discouraging by any means. Just hopefully we continue the path that we have usually towards the first couple months of spring and we actually start to see butts in seats and people actually vaccinated and all the good trends continuing rather than what's happening right now. Yeah, absolutely. And I believe once Skeleton Crew gets back um, to performances, which I think, knock on wood, they are starting tonight, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Yeah. yeah, Whenever they do, that means, assuming we don't have any other stops, that we will finally have all of the Broadway shows up and running again, which is fantastic. And obviously... You know, that's a very fragile thing to say because you never know what's going to happen. But that is certainly well, good news. Are we counting Mrs. Doubtfire in that? Because they're done no, for they're nine weeks now. Yeah, they're going to have yeah. to reopen because that one's a f- actually technically closed. So All I was right, not. There you but go. good point. Anyway, um, moving on to our daily dose of postponements. First up, Audible's star-studded production of A Long Day's Journey and Tonight was supposed to start performances last night, the 11th. But instead, we'll begin performances next Tuesday, January 18th. Opening night is now shifting from the 23rd to the 25th. Also, the Manhattan Theater Club canceled this week's Tuesday and Wednesday first previews of Joshua Harmon's Prayer for the French Republic. Performances are now scheduled to begin on Thursday, January 13th, my sister's birthday. Happy birthday, Katie. Hey, happy birthday. Moving uptown to Lincoln Center, LCT3 announced that they would be postponing the run of Brenna Turner's new play, At the Wedding. Originally scheduled to begin performances on February 12th and to run through March 27th, the comedy will now play from March 5th through April 17th. And now for the one that hurts the most mm, because we I'm were sorry. so close, had so much left to give. I'm watching you walk away. Oh, anyway, yeah. Oh, yeah. it was all, <laughs> a little little rascal flash. I was I was gonna quote it myself, and then you just continued. So well, the, uh, two of, two of the three guys are uh, Central Ohio natives and oh, yeah. big, big Ohio That's State true. fans. They were my first concert. Oh wow, fun! Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, it was announced yesterday that Rags Parkland sings the songs of the future. My favorite show of 2018. Unfortunately, we'll be postponing its previously announced return off-Broadway engagement at the space at Irondale until the 2022-2023 season. Previews were supposed to begin on March 2nd, and I literally was planning on buying my tickets to see this (laughs) glorious show again on Tuesday before I saw the news. I'm going to be in town in March uh, with my brother and niece, so we knocked out a bunch of buying tickets for that part of our trip yesterday or actually on monday night so i was like okay now i know when i've got these things with my brother and and niece so i'm gonna buy my rags parkland tickets first and foremost 
didn't happen. I guess good it wasn't in the opposite order, but I'm sorry. I'm really yeah. I'm really sorry for your loss here. This That's is right. I, this I will is be hard. seeing it whenever it say, comes back. Yeah, 2022, 23 now. This is going to make another trip. God forbid. And I'm putting it on the record. I want to be the person to produce and direct the first Florida regional premiere of Rag Sparkle and sing the songs of the future. Like, if they tour, that's fine. But I want to be the one to do it regionally first. But there you go, anyway, manifest, baby. There we go. All right, let's get into some real quick recommendations. I'm going to run through a couple. Tuesday was the beginning of, of Broadway Week ticket sales, which is actually like a whole month, but whatever. Um, you can get two-for-one ticket deals. We've got a great article from our... Um, uh, from our friends over at Time Out, uh, Adam Feldman, who kind of lays out everything. Hopefully not everything is sold out, but go over there and check that out. Then there's a great piece in Vanity Fair about the phenomenal Tony nominee and now big time movie star Robin DeJesus. Um, definitely you want to read that. He is absolutely fantastic and the piece is incredible. And then finally, the thing that I wanted to talk about here for a second, Ashley, you probably saw this on social mm-hmm. media. Playbill had a list of 18 popular musicals that have never been revived on Broadway. And to be clear, they are not saying that all of these should be revived, just that these are popular shows mm-hmm. in whatever capacity that have never been revived on Broadway. So what I want to do is I want to run through all 18 and okay. you tell me, Ashley, if you are interested in there being a revival. And I'll throw in a little bit of... Uh, context for them uh, as we go through off the top of my head okay. um, if I if I can think of them. The first one is Parade. There has been a re- revival rumored with Ben Platt um, from mm. Roundabout. Um, are you interested in that revival of Parade or any revival of Parade? I would be interested in any revival. I don't know about a Ben Platt revival, but I'm not saying no to it. Okay. Um, next we have Grand Hotel, which I guess was probably one of the last shows that Jack Vertel did with Encores. Um, had an amazing cast. I loved it. Um, how are you feeling about Grand Hotel? Uh, I don't need it, personally. Don't need Fair it. Fair enough. Alright. Um, what about um, the Stein and Strauss musical Rags, which recently had a Samantha Macell-led production did. at the Good Speed Opera House? Yeah. Um, I, I'm known to listen to Rags on occasion, but it's more or less for the titular song. So I don't know about a, bro- that's another thing that I would like to see yeah. a concert version of rather than a fully mounted show, I think. And I love Sam Massell, but if they're going to do a concert of Rags, just let Judy Kuhn do it. Exactly. Let just Judy let Kuhn Judy. do anything, to be fair, yes. but especially that. You mentioned this show earlier, City of Angels. Yes. Um, there's another one like Chess that always kind of has a battle over who owns the Broadway production yeah. rights. There have been multiple revivals that have been in the works where it has kind of gotten battling back and forth. How do you feel about that one? Yeah, say less. Obviously, I want City of Angels. Yeah, <laughs> do City of Angels. City of Angels is amazing. <laughs> yes. um, Kiss of the Spider Woman. Yeah, why not? Uh, casting dependent, but yeah. I'll yeah, take I think it. Casting dependent is big on that one. Um, here's another one that I think only works in concert. How do they build Titanic? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I'm so. I mean, we've had one rumored for a bit now, so mm-hmm. I feel like coming it's gonna... from like the signature in DC, then like South yeah. Korea, and then coming over here. Yeah, I feel like it will probably end up happening, but yeah, a concert version, preferably over the full mounted. They just did a Mac and Mabel, uh, I believe, over at Encores, or at least part of it, or something. Yeah. How do you feel about Mac and Mabel? Don't need one on Broadway. 
Nope, this, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, merely we roll along. Say Next. less. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Secret Garden. Um, I would like to. I'm not overly familiar with it, so I would like to see it and can't really speak to it as far as musical versus you know mounted concert, but. Yeah, that I've was also something that was rumored for a bit too, wasn't it? Yeah, with Ramin Karimlu and Sierra Bagus <laughs> yeah. and, and other folks, and Sydney, um, Sydney, oh, what's her name from uh, Fun Home? Sydney Lucas Sydney did Lucas, like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've seen a production. I don't like the show. Next, okay. um, the rank. No. <laughs> no. Fiorello exclamation point. I don't need no. it. I that's, don't need that's one that's fine yeah, in like exactly. musicals in Mufti or something. Exactly. Uh, the Unsinkable Molly Brown, which did have an off Broadway revival um, starring speaking of Fun Home uh, exactly. uh, Beth Malone. This is one that they tried to get on Broadway for a long time. It was supposed to be happen with Roundabout, I believe, and then never happened. I'll take um, that production transferred yeah, to I loved Broadway. It. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Um here's the thing with that show. That's one of the ones, and maybe even with like Fiorello when I was talking about earlier, like get a, a smart producer who knows how to like make money off these things, throw them in a tiny Broadway house and just rotate every two months old shows that you can't Would see anywhere it. else. Would love it, which is technically what like Encore's off center is supposed to be yeah. and Encore's in general, but then we have Into the Woods happening. <laughs> I'm not, not mad about I, it though. Not that I'm complaining as we just discussed pre-recording. Dig yeah. my body up and put me in the theater. I do not care. Yeah. yeah. How about applause? Sh- you know, sure. Why not? <laughs> um, Lil Labner for me goes in with Unsinkable Molly Brown. Just only if you're going to yeah. do it in that like musical exactly. mouthy version. I have played in the pit band for Lil Labner, so I have a sentimental attachment to it. But it is sure. very much that that I don't yeah. know that I need to see a mounted version. But also, if you're going to do, do it, with do one it. specific. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Let the high schools do it. How about a Hugh Jackman led production of the Will Rogers Follies? I mean, I wouldn't be going to see it. But uh, I'm I love sure the Will Rogers Follies. I like the Will Rogers Follies. I don't know about a Hugh Jackman led one. Uh, I just, just don't think that anyone else is going to sell it. I just don't know that anyone will sell. Probably not. That unless is you, fair. Unless you dig up Will Rogers himself to be yeah, in it. Can we? Uh, can we? You can sit next to us at Into the Woods. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas. We were supposed to have a revival of this one with Kristen yeah. Chenoweth in, the, in recent years. That never happened. But I, I'm shocked. Honestly, that there has not been a revival of, of Whorehouse on Broadway. So give it to Megan Hilty and then we can talk. My God. Give something to Megan Hilty, please. Anything. Yeah. How about Carnival, a show that I know painfully little about? I am in the same boat, so I can't speak to it. Okay. The Wild Party, which is the... Yes. <laughs> Le- okay. That's the Lacusa one. Because um, yeah. Lippa was off Broadway, right? Did I get that right? I don't yes, know the difference. Of both. Of both, honestly. Yeah. Um, in rep. I prefer... In rep, that would be. I mean, I mean, there was the petition going on for a while about doing the Lacusa one. Um, I think, I think it was maybe it was the Lippo one. It might have been the Lippo one. I honestly can't remember. I am much more partial to the Murney, Brian Darcy James, uh, Idina Menzel, Tay Diggs one. So, yeah. give me that makes again. Sense. Honestly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody, let us know what your thoughts on about these unrevived shows over at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. We want to hear what you want to see back on the Great White Way. 
All right, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Again, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW. Matt, Ashley, where can people find you? I feel like you added an extra W there, but my brain might just be mush uh-huh. at this point. Regardless, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. I was once the PA announcer for a professional softball team, and uh-huh. it, it was in the mid-aughts and I was also the media relations director but when I did the public address announcing uh, whenever I set a website it was www (laughs) (laughs) yeah because I I like to have a little a little a little niche a little little something that sets me apart but uh, Mm -hmm. but anyway head over to (laughs) www.patreon.com slash broadway radio and get in on that patreon goodness it's very NPR of you honestly I like it you're ready I would like to be on NPR. Mm-hmm. That would be wonderful. Hello. I love that. Hello. I would, would you like to have some of my sweaty balls? Anyway, <laughs> have a wonderful Wednesday, everybody. You might have to cut that. No, uh, I will not. <laughs> uh, let Alec Baldwin know I'm stealing his bit. Have a wonderful Wednesday, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.